We are going to have a chat with Beck Hardy and uh, Richard Dolan from Beck Hardy Wines. Good morning. Morning, Simon. Morning. How are you? Going well, thank you, guys. Good. And uh, you're looking nice and uh, ready for this interview. We're we're an hour earlier than normal, and uh, thank you for your time. <laughs> Yes, yep, no, and we had some people over last night as well, but we're still up bright and early, Excellent. ready for Stella Door today. That was in the name of research, I guess, was it, or uh, <laughs> marketing the brand? Absolutely. Um, now, some exciting news. We Obviously, we didn't have you on all that long ago, Beck, but uh, but some really exciting news, or two bits of news uh, in recent um, days. So, well done on the um, on the award for... Um, for the regional exporter of the year. That is thank awesome. you very much. And so, at the same in the same week as getting that award, uh, you uh, you announced a really big deal with uh, with the US. Um, yes, we did. Which actually came through that um, purchase order dropped the morning um, that we received the award. So wow. it was. <laughs> Nice to be able to actually tell the trade minister that um, at the awards that that had happened. Yeah, but Richard would be very happy to tell you more about it because export is his little baby. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Handball. So uh, yeah, so we uh, just to give you a little bit of context. A um, couple of weeks ago, when we um, Jill and I were chatting, we had the minister on, so um, the, the trade minister, and and he was talking about supporting the um the u.s market you know export program uh and um and then so we just thought this is a beautiful way to kind of wrap that up because it is it's it's seeing some success and from and it's worth them supporting you guys um, and to really tackle that challenging market so so tell us how it's come up to be because it's obviously not just because of what he announced with that that program but this must have been upstream some some time, you know, a year or two or so. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, five, six, seven years ago, it, it, it was always going to be that, uh, you know, the, the China story never lasted forever. I've been in financial services most of my life and boom and bust is a hallmark of, uh, of, of financial life. Yeah. So um, we'd already been given some thought about five years ago to diversification so that when we acquired the Pertoringa brand, um, you know, we had a, a strategy and a plan ready to execute. And we'd been on the US market entry program through through Wine Australia a few years ago. So that gave us a real good grounding and understanding of the of the market and price points and varietals and what tick boxes. Mm-hmm. And um, through through support from the Department of Trade and Investments, um, financial support through their um, export accelerator program, we actually employed somebody on the ground in the US to connect us to, to distribution there. So, mm. you know, so a combination of um, federal government by Wine Australia, state government by uh, um, the Department of Trade and Investment have really made a, you know, a significant difference to, to our business. So these programs mm. really do work. You know, we have a really very good relationship with DTI and, and um, Trade Start Advisor there just in Harman. And that really has paid dividends so much so that, um, Department of Trade and Investment named us along with Wirra, Bleasdale and Accolade as one of only 25 recipients of the Global Expansion Program in South Australia. So four wine brands, 24 non-wine uh, brands. So, And that's now funding our next growth into uh, into the UK. Wow. Um, it, 
it's it's awesome. I, I think because it's, we you know we covered a lot of ground when we were chatting about this a couple of weeks ago, and and it is such a challenging market, isn't it, with their three tier um, system? And so having someone on the ground um, would be obviously a massive help. And so do you can you expand from where you this order that you've currently got, which is like twelve thousand cases or whatever? Um, can you then expand that out? Um, using you know the, the fellow in in country oh absolutely i mean this is this is tip of iceberg stuff yeah, so right. um, you know these these lines are only going into one one region in the u.s through the midwest so kentucky ohio missouri uh, nebraska um and a few other a few other states through the through the midwest so you know we've not even and that's and that's going through major distributors um major retail chains so we're not we're only we're only scratching the surface here, so this mm. is this is just the start um, for us. We've not touched on premise yet. We'll get that right um, soon, I hope. Um, but look, I mean, it's took a year to come to fruition. Um, it's not it's not been without expense and investment, and it's not been necessarily easy. But you know, the dividends really are starting to pay off, and um, you know, I think um, I think the brand has a really bright future there because it takes on California at their own game. You know, delivering on a really great price to quality ratio on varietals that really resonate in the US market with a brand that has, um, you know, incredible authenticity and, and a great history and heritage. Mm. And I think all of those things combined um, will really resonate in the in the US. Uh, and so, um, Beck, question for you, if, if Richard keeps getting uh, orders like this, can you make enough wine? <laughs> Uh, yes, we, we're already looking at scaling up for um, next vintage and we are already looking at um, opportunities to do that. And, and now is a good time. Um, great prices um, aren't, aren't quite what they were looking like, um, like, even last vintage and the vintage before. So um, it's a good time to be, be scaling up in the... Um, in the South Australian industry, that's for sure. Yeah. And Simon, you know, Simon Production is just, as you would know, is just one aspect of, of scaling up you know we are you know incredibly fortunate to be you know incredibly profitable debt-free cash flow positive so you know we've, we've got the cash for investment in these markets as well as actually funding the growth yeah but even at a governance level you know we're actually just strengthening the governance through the appointment of an advisory panel to actually work the brand through this period of of growth we we you know had a similar challenge at warrens by jeff hardy when we were, you know, for the 10 years that we were running that business, you know, we grew it by five times, exports increased over 2,000% mm. um, during our tenure there. So we had exactly the same challenge back then. The difference is, uh, you know, the difference The difference now is not that, is not really that great. It's not much difference at all. And the good thing with um, these wines we're looking at, they are earlier to bottle wines. They're not wines that need to sit in oak for the yeah. next Right. two years or something before we release them so it is something that we're able to um up up it quite quickly the the volumes yeah that 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 is important uh obviously um so we're looking at a mclaren Val shiraz uh seb blanc from adelaide hills and a cab sav from uh, is it a multi-region cab sav it is. Yeah. yes that one is yeah and so if we were to look at those wines here what sort of price point are, are, would we be paying I'm just trying to get a fix on because they call premium, you know, um, roughly fifteen to twenty bucks of our money. Um, so, what what would we be buying them for here? Um, so, the Shiraz and the Saint Blanc um, both retail at twenty five here, and the Cabernet at seventeen. Yeah, right. So, 
when they buy them in the states, what sort of money would they be paying? Do you think? Yeah, same, same, basically same in US dollars. Okay. So, so it's twenty five US and seventeen US. And so that's a, that's kind of feels like it's the sweet spot, really, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, you know, uh, the Puderinga Lakeside Cabernet Sauvignon multi region South Australia blend, seventeen US dollars, ninety two points one enthusiast and editor's choice. I and mean, try and find a Californian. Cabernet for, for 17 US, you know, good luck with that. Mm. Yeah, and then if anyone who wants to go and research things a little bit more, as you say, there's a fantastic history there. Um, That's right. It's, it's not I just think, a made-up brand, you know. No, and that, and, and certainly the feedback that we're, that we're getting is, is such that, um, you know, the brand will really resonate in, in, in the market. We're actually... We're actually just commissioned the University of Adelaide to and the Ehrenberg um, Bass Institute to uh, uh, really conduct some some research into um, consumer preferences in US, UK, and Australia as well in a sort of an external sense, external to our brand, if you like. Yeah. Um, do do you have to consider flavour profile differences for the Australian market compared to the US market? Um, that's a that, that that is a really interesting question. It's it's I don't think it's any coincidence that the Cabernet that they've chosen is is you know lower in alcohol than traditionally probably some of the some of the other wines in the in the Beck Hardy portfolio. And I think there's a you know there is a trend even in the Australian market more towards um, lower alcohols, and that's certainly you know one of the reasons when we acquired the Perderinga brand that we decided to change winemaker is really to explore those um, explore those styles um, and explore the, the, that lower alcohol and that flavor profile that comes along with that mm. yeah because they can do some um, so there's zinfandels and things that coming out at like 15 or 16 percent it's ridiculous yeah yeah I mean they do have some I had a um, treasury um, Bulio Vineyards, I think it's pronounced, um, Cabernet, which was gifted to me for my birthday recently. And, you know, sure, I mean, you know, really big oak particularly was, was, uh, was the oak was just massive. Yes. Yeah. We, um, I think one of the comments we, we said a couple of weeks ago was um, that the, uh, the Americans, they, they talk dry, but they drink sweet. So there's just... Yeah. And whether that's yeah. fruit sweet, sweetness or whatever it is that's their preference, but um, yeah, it, look, that's awesome. And so, tell tell me about the UK. You mentioned that that's kind of now going to, you know, you, you can now sort of turn focus a little um, to the UK. Um, obviously, your accent would suggest you've got some history there. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. Um, so, what what's the process there? Is there a, is there a similar Scheme, it doesn't seem to be as difficult to get into the UK as it does the US. So I guess one of the challenges of the pandemic is is a lack of international travel and an inability to be able to get to you know, some of the key trade shows. So one great thing out of the pandemic is it's just been teaching us and, and, and me from an export perspective to think differently. So instead of being on airplanes, getting people on the ground in market, but obviously you know, the, the drivers and the dynamic in the US are completely different to the drivers and the dynamic in the UK. Mm. Um, but it's really about, you know, essentially buying people who who can connect you to distribution. And so, as we've done in the US, by employing somebody on the ground there after a significant amount of research um, and talking to a lot of people in the in the UK market, we, we eventually uh, came across a, a lady and a PR company that can connect us to um, you know, significant distribution in, in the UK. So 
but the drivers i mean I, from a brand perspective i still believe that the, the the attributes and the unique sign points of the brand will still resonate in the in the U, in the uk market um but obviously the the wines and the price points are still something that we're just working through with mm. so so um Although there are some extra challenges um, in the UK, um, such as Brexit, which is she was yeah, right. <laughs> yeah a few yeah. people have been talking yeah. about. So um, there are some slightly different challenges in that market. And, and of course, as Beck suggests, you know the pandemic experience in the UK is different to the pandemic experience in the US, and therefore mm. you know the attitude of distributors to taking on new brands is is, is perhaps is a little bit more reticence, I think. Sure. And with the UK, we we hear a lot about. Um, you know, wine being sold in supermarkets, for instance. And um, so is that where you start your focus or do you look at on-premise or a bit of both or what's the go? So I think, uh, you know, in order to, with the with the major retail chains, you, you never really want to be chasing them. You want them chasing you. Um, you know, that's a that's a completely different conversation. So um, so it's, it's about building, building the brand through, you know, maybe the independence through, uh, the on-premise channel, but you know, importantly, reinvesting back into market to build brand. I mean, that's what this is all about. It, you know, we're we're very much a, taking a long-term view here. You know, this is part of a 25-year project, so that we ultimately hand the Beckhardy business on in in bigger and better shape to to our daughter Matilda, who's currently six. So, <laughs> you know, we're not we're not in there for one-off transactional sales. That's not our market. We're we're in there to build to build brand and in doing that over five to 10 year period, hopefully, um, you know, the majors then, you know, pick up on, pick up on the brand. And, mm. and that's when you have the conversation about the, the bigger, broader scale. But, you know, it's interesting that that's a, you know, that's a different approach to, to what's happened in the U S where it is the major retailers that have come, that have come knocking initially. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exciting for you. It's, um, it's because we just keep hearing more and more about, you know, Beck Hardy Wines and, and you know, Perturinga. I, I love the fact that that's coming to prominence more. You know, it, it's such a, a historic brand that, that everyone kind of would remember, you know, um, but it maybe fell out of um, vision a little, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think the K1 um, brand, my parents' other brand, probably became um, more of a focus in in recent years. So it's nice to put the focus back on on Pertoringa because, as I say, it is a, um, a, you know it was established in 1980, so it, mm. it's older than me. So it's <laughs> nice to, <laughs> nice to have a focus on that. And there is a lot of people were a bit concerned. Um, when we bought the Perturinga brand, that there might be changes, but we're not planning on making making any massive changes to um, to the wines. So that that will continue on the Perturinga brand. Excellent. Um, so so if we switch focus briefly back to Australia and to um, to the Salador and all that sort of thing, what uh, how are your restrictions allowing you to trade, and, and what what can we expect? Um, we're, we're fairly lucky here at the moment. Um, the restrictions aren't um, what they are in, in a lot of other places. So um, we've had a lot of people out and about. Yesterday was probably the busiest day I think we've ever had at Celador. It was just awesome. a really nice day, long weekend. So um, we, we are taking groups before midday. So we had a group of 24, then a group of 30, and then a lot of people just walking oh. in as well. So um, so Celador has been really busy and just seems to be building um, after our renovations last year and more people hearing about it. It's just building more and more, which has been great. Yeah. Oh, well and then, done. And then 
stage stage two now of, of some Renault. So so uh, I think next week or the week after, there's a installation of a commercial kitchen, and there'll be a broader a broader food offering coming um, pretty pretty soon. Yeah, um, right. broadening the license area to, to to increase the number of people. So um, that you know domestically going 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 really well. Appoint, just appointed a, a new distributor um, in Western Australia, West Coast um, wine cellars, and a, and a new distributor in Taz as well. So Great. you know just really sort of filling out the distribution footprint with um with those guys to complement existing south australian and eastern states um distributors so it's um, yeah. yeah going really well oh well done it's it's so exciting and i'm looking forward to to following the journey on on all fronts really and 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 more importantly coming over to um coming over to see you so uh richard and beck thank you it's been awesome and um and well done again well done on on the award and also at your success uh, so far. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Enjoy mate. your afternoon. Thanks, you probably uh, you need a bit of a rest soon. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out the door to sell a door. That's my there, next job. There you go. Right. Thanks, 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 Thanks guys. See you. See Bye-bye. You. Bye. So, uh, Beck Hardy, Richard Dolan, uh, Beck Hardy Wines. Um, great story.